Welcome to Celebrate Good Lives, a podcast coming to you from Whakatane, New Zealand, talking about the funeral industry here and abroad. I'm Brad. And I'm Dean. We're here to demystify, empower, and talk about the ways in which you can celebrate good lives for those who are no longer with us. So join us on a podcast journey where we discuss all facets of funeral life, what's involved, and how we can help you, our podcast community, celebrate good lives better. Well, welcome back to Celebrate Good Lives. You're with Bradley Shaw. I'm here with Dean Weber. G'day, Dino. Good afternoon, Brad. How's it going? It's good to be back. It's good to be back. We've had a bit of a hiatus. We've been a bit quiet, and I think the the listeners probably not too happy about that. And we've we just obviously give out a little apology. We've been a bit quiet. Where have we been? We've just been busy. Well, I tell you, we've been quiet on the podcast front, but work has been um, keeping us you know grounded and feet moving that's for sure absolutely we're busy at the moment but we thought we'd slip in for a little potty because we wanted to talk about a couple of things today we wanted to talk about education yes um and sort of what you could expect out of a day in the life of a funeral director so i guess my first question to you is, your education background looks a little different to mine. It looks highly classy, doesn't it? Yeah. Real glossy. Very glossy. Um, probably the most overqualified funeral director in the country, to be fair. Um, and I'm not butting, buttering you up, but let's be real. Talk, talk to us about the system and talk to us about how Dean got into the funeral industry not just we've, we've we have touched on how you got in but what's involved in the educational practices that that in the states mm-hmm. um and how it works to become a a funeral director what do you need right i think one of the key things that we need to sort of get across on this one is this one sort of leans a bit towards um maybe you've found the podcast because you're funeral professional interested you maybe not in it but maybe you're thinking of getting into it maybe it's something that interests you as funeral directors we get these conversations nearly every funeral we do from um, people who are attendees at funerals oh, love what you guys do always wanted to do it how do you do it well here you go this is what it sort of takes um, my experience um, is a bit more academic as I started in the states as we've talked about in in previous episodes Um, it sort of is a bit different in the United States as there are 50 different states that have 50 different sets of educational requirements to gain a license with that state. So when you are a funeral director in the United States, you are just in that state. You can hold multiple licenses for multiple states, Maybe you'll you'll do the ones that are neighboring to your states if you live close to a border. Um, but it does take a bit of looking into what the rules and the regulations are academic before you even get started to make sure you pick the right program that's going to meet those requirements. And so from a New Zealander's perspective, if you're working in the New Zealand funeral industry, so we're in the Bay of Plenty. So what you're basically saying is that if I wanted to do a funeral in the Waikato or in Hamilton or in uh, Gisborne or somewhere near here, I actually have to have a license from each region, what we call region, you guys mm. call states, Yep. in order to be able to operate or to bury or cremate or, or to be able to transport or do any sort of funeral-related activities. Yes, somewhat. Um, to do, you can 
go and do the funeral, but you don't generally need somebody with a qualification to assist you just to be there to oversee it because there's different rules and regulations for each state. Right. Although minute changes, but yep, you're pretty spot on. And so how long does it take? How long does it take to, to become a, a, a licensed funeral practitioner? Right. So with this next part, that's that's a great question. So with this next part, I'm going to date myself a bit because my education uh, was in the mid-90s. So at that time, there was a vast difference between the easiest state to get qualified in, which I believe at that time was Colorado, and all you needed was a high school diploma and somebody to give you a job. Right. And you were good to go. Sounds like New Zealand. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if you need that. <laughs> no. And, you know, and then it progressively became more and more as you stair-stepped up to um, when I was going through the education system, Ohio um, required a bachelor's degree right. um, to become, to even sit the courses to be able to take the test to get the license. Uh, coming from Iowa... I had a, a set number of semester hours that I had to complete before I could even be accredited to go to mortuary school Right before that. So I had two years to do before I even went to a year's worth of mortuary school. Right. Yeah. And so when you go to, to, to mortuary school or to do your bachelor's degree in mortuary science, mortuary science right as there it's, on the wall. it's sitting next to us on the wall, <laughs> so I had to kind of look up and have a look at it. So to get your bachelor's in mortuary science, which sounds so fancy. It does. Uh, you have to learn all aspects of the industry, right? So you've got to be able to learn, I assume, the funeral directing and embalming side of things to 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 get this bachelor's degree. Yeah, you definitely learn the whole realm of funeral service, everything involved. Um, so if you're considering it, you need to, what I would suggest is find out where the schools are that are closest to you mm. and look at their syllabus, their curriculum. Look mm. what, what you're going to get, what you have to get through and what you're going to get in the end. So quality is a big thing, right, in the States. So if you've got Definitely. a degree out of Cincinnati College, Cincinnati of, College of Mortuary Science, you're like king shit, right? Like that's that's a good one. It is. But if you've got a degree out of, we're not going to name names, but another university out of the States that maybe doesn't have the quality of syllabus that others do... Mm. I think it's is all, there a, is there is, is, is it I don't is it level so. based? I see where you're going. Am um, I wrong? I think are it's our American relative. listeners going to be like, oh, this yeah. guy needs to shut up right yeah. now. Yep, they are. Okay, yep, cool. Definitely. Shut up. Sorry, guys. Um, I think it's all relative to where you're going to go, where mm. you want to get your license at, and what the practicing requirements are. Okay, so they're for all, you then, they're all very professional. Okay, so for you then, yeah, you got yours at the Cincinnati College of Mortuary Science. I did, but you're operating out of Iowa. That's right. They're different places, different states. It definitely is. There wasn't, at the time I went, there was not one um, in Iowa. There is one now. Okay. Um, my closest one, I believe, was the University of Minnesota or Chicago at Warsham. Um, and the Cincinnati College of Mortuary Science was the only one offering a bachelor's degree in okay. the end of it. Okay. And that's the reason that I went there. It gave me the most diversity wherever I wanted to go in the end. Okay, so 
you've got that bachelor's degree and now you can operate you've still got to get a license right yeah, so so, so there's, there's another step you, you don't just have your bachelor's degree in mortuary science you've mm. still got to go and sit the state licensing test yes so um in new zealand you end up getting a job first yeah. and then that that funeral home trusts you enough to invest in you and send you on the courses to to get your qualifications here in the states you back thanks yourself. for taking my thunder I was going to say that, but yeah, well, we can we can talk further on that. We we go to we pick a, a university, we pick a school, we back ourselves, we go through the program, then we sit a national board exam, and then we choose which state we're going to go to, and we sit that state exam for rules and regulations, and then you go out and you find a job. Because that's the difference in in, in the states, right? Every state has different regulation around funeral service and what's allowed and what's not mm. um new zealand uh, countrywide it's sort of generally universal generally universal ish. kind of i mean as far as burials and cremations go the, the the same forms are relative to to the whole country um death certificates look the same in every yeah. everywhere you go there's a lot of uniformality in new zealand would yeah. you say that that's different to the states um i my experience is in one state so i that's okay. a tough one for me our um the processes to get things accomplished as i listen to other people talk online through some facebook groups and things seems to be um can be more challenging in some places than others okay more bureaucratic and as a funeral director working in the united states i know you've been out for a long time so you know this could be maybe a question that might not and it's not preloaded so he doesn't know it's coming but <laughs> what would a licensed funeral practitioner in the states be earning nowadays ah oh, that's you know what i'm i'm part of a couple of groups on facebook and that's one of the questions that comes up periodically when maybe mm. somebody's disgruntled or maybe they want to see what their net what their actual worth is on the market and the other thing is just just while we while we before we get to the numbers ish <clears throat> it's a very interesting point for funeral directors or sorry people who are wanting to get into the industry it's important to know what they're going to be getting paid potentially yes, yes. and and usually it's disappointment yep 100 <laughs> percent. because I know locally what what why, but and maybe not nationally why I guess. But sorry, as you were, yeah. I, was, I was more just making a point about you know there's always disappointment there, there about is. our industry. I think I think a lot of people on the outside they see the vehicles and the um, clothes mm. that you know nice suits, mm. um, always looking very presentable, cars or generally quite nice we've talked about cars in previous episode mm. um we're making advancements on that too yes we fyi are. we are we'll come back to you when we've got something more solid and i think people see that on the exterior and think oh my god these guys are rich mm. these guys are loaded they get paid heaps if you own it i think you got the best chance to probably make the most money right. um a funeral director new in in the united states um depends a where you are geographically and be what your licenses are there are directors there are embalmers and there are directors and embalmers in my personal opinion directors and embalmers 
as a dual license oh, worth, worth way, more. Way, yeah. should be way more. 100%. Yeah. Another thing to consider the United States, from what I look at, it seems like you guys are extremely underpaid. Um, cost of living has got to come in. If you're on the East Coast or the West Coast, costs more than living in the middle. Mm. Um, but still, that whole two weeks of annual leave a year, max. No way. That's it. Two weeks. Two weeks. Since when? Since forever? Since like forever. What the hell? I know. Two weeks. Two weeks. Far out. That's 14 days a year. No, that's it's it. 10. That's it. 10 days a year. That's it. Yeah. So in my so mind, for, so if you're American, not enough. If you're American and listening to the podcast, New Zealand's I mean, the place you want to be. I mean, four weeks of annual leave a year. No snow. No snow. Well, depends where you are, but not here. Um, and, you know, 10 days sick leave now a year. Dean's been raking that and he's loving it. 14 public holidays a year. And if they fall on the weekend, they get Monday eyes. Welcome to New Zealand. Book that flight. Come on down. NZ1, straight send, out of send Los Angeles. Send us a Angeles. resume. Send us a resume. Come on down. Um, yeah, so so interesting. Uh, the, the You know what? Here's one for you. Coming back, you asked me a lot of questions. How does somebody in, you know, theoretically small town New Zealand, because mm. or even big city, if you're in Auckland or mm. one of the other big, big centers, how do you crack the code? How do you get into the business? Well, How do you get your foot in the door? Yeah, it's a fair point. I mean, we tr- traditionally, um, people think in New Zealand that it's it's really difficult to get into unless you're born into it or you know someone who's a family member that's a funeral director or whatever it may be, and it's very difficult to get in. What I want to say is that being front and center with your local funeral home, if that's where you want to work, making yourself known, going in, presenting yourself well, uh, PR skills, hugely important. If you come in and you've got PR skills, confident, not overconfident, um, you will have a, a, a good chance of becoming a funeral director. Um, and barmers, they're harder to they're harder to to pick, right? Because Embalmers are like peacocks. <laughs> they're they're unique. They are unique. They are people. unique people. Um, and a lot of funeral homes will make you start there. Yes. A lot yep. of funeral homes will make you start out the back. You know, get your wings clipped between, real between, early between the prep room and the garage. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You you sort of go in the back door and leave the back door. Don't go out the front. Don't make your face mm-hmm. go near that front office. Mm-hmm. Not how I like to do things. I've always been traditionally um, looking for a funeral director. I want people with good PR skills. I want people that can talk to a family, that can be confident, that can. Uh, show that they care, show that they have the ability to be able to have a conversation and hold a conversation with Mm. anybody. So for me, first and foremost, got to have those skills. Secondly, presentation, you got to present yourself well. Um, And thirdly, you've got to have the ability to want to work. Because That's, this this industry is not for lazy people. I was waiting to see where you were going to go with that. And I was going to bring forward that if you're willing and wanting to get into this industry and the funeral, you've stopped in, you've met everybody and you've given them your details and you said, yeah, yep, yep, I'm available, I'm available. Mm. When they phone you on Wednesday and say, can you come to a funeral with me on Saturday? Mm. 
if you say no, you know, I'm I'm sorry, but that's where it sort of ends. And it's, then I mean, once you're committed, right? You got to work on an on-call roster, and you know you. Yeah, it's, we can talk about on-call in a different podcast because that's a whole nother kettle of fish. But I wanted to just talk about once you're in in the New Zealand funeral industry, we're not even going to get to the day in the life. We'll do that another podcast too. Yeah. We're stuck on education today, so we'll, let's just hit that. I just wanted to talk about, let's say you've got your foot in the door at the funeral home and things are going well. Your employer is going to potentially want you to get qualified. Yes. And... In New Zealand, there's only one way to get qualified. That's right. Um, and it's currently through the Open Polytechnic or Tepukinga, if you're um, familiar with the new uh, system. And it's an it's an online based training it's course now. All online, self paced, self responsible. Yeah, there is a tutor, but it's all sort of you learn online there's a couple of um you know there's quite a few assignments that need to be written um and the emphasis has been placed on the qualified funeral director who is managing you and their their role as a verifier or an examiner or preceptor yeah that their job is to make sure that you're cut out for the to be a funeral director to be yeah. a qualified funeral director once you finish that it usually it was two or it was a year then it went to two years now i think it's cut down a little bit maybe to 18 months or something like that in in new zealand you, you like you said you get your foot in the door they've asked you to to consider being qualified mm. how long is somebody in the door before somebody asks them to be qualified well, well you have to you give be them in a year well you have to be a year you have to be working as a funeral director now that's the the part that slips mm. up somehow have to be working as a funeral director for one year solid before you can even do the course mm. same with the uh, well was with the embalming we can talk about that but it's a year and then you can do the course so you're looking at sort of 36 months probably two and a half years from start to being qualified so there's a bit of patience involved there's a lot of patience involved and i think it's important that you know we we place a lot of emphasis on the person and 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 on the the job but learning these things that are coming out of the course now are super important they haven't changed but the the way we're delivering it's changed and i think the online thing there was a lot of you know conversation about you know can, can you judge a good funeral director based on how well they complete an online course mm. the answer for me was no but the emphasis is now as i said placed on the verifier or, or the or the person who's managing that student so <clears throat> Once you come out, you, you, you come out with a level five diploma in funeral directing. I think that's what it says. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and and same for embalming. But got a small issue with the embalming yeah. course. So, um, yeah. you know, the embalming course hasn't been operating in New Zealand since 2019, I believe. I think that's close, yeah. And it sounds like we're getting one again, but um, students... You know, might be a bit short on students at this stage. Yes. So the the interesting thing about the commitment of 
getting yourself in the door and then how long until you're full fledged and then on a, I guess on a professional pay rate. Mm. Um, mine was uh, three and a half years of university mm. and then a year of being an apprentice. Mm. So I was three and a half to four. Like because, a probie. Because, like a what? A probie. <laughs> no. Probationary. A probationary. Yeah. A probationary funeral director. So, yeah. So I was, yeah, I was, you know, three and a half to four years um, mm. before I was on unrestricted and increasing wages and benefits and, and mm. things. Mm. So very, very similar, which is good that there's um, a level of um, in, um Standard. Standard that, that is observed and developed. Yeah. When I was yeah. doing the apprenticeship, um, I had to fill out um, 25 case reports for arrangements in funeral directing and yeah. as well 25 um, embalming reports yeah. that could not be the same as to the funerals that I directed. So, yeah. um, And then take another final exam at the end of the year. So. Yeah. It was interesting. So I think what we can take away from this is if you're in the States, uh, good luck. (laughs) You're going to need a fair bit of time. Um, If you're in New Zealand, make yourself front and center. Go and see your local funeral home. Go and see your local funeral homeowner. Have a chat to the owner or the manager and just put your case forward. You know, you never know when someone's going to need somebody. And this industry, you know... A lot of we've got two differences here in New Zealand. We've got staff that stay for five minutes and staff that stay forever. Yeah, uh, there's not usually a lot of in between. Um, and I think it's really important that you're front and center, that you present well, that you talk well, that you show you can hold a conversation. You'll be a great funeral director if that's the case. Embalming, I don't know, man. Mm. I, I think well embalming is <laughs> how do you how do you come in and say do, I want to be an embalmer uh, don't I tell think, me you got to level one in makeup <laughs> don't think, do it don't do it man I think you have to have an inherent um, um, thirst for wanting to know about anatomy mm. chemistry physics there's mm. so that's it's quite daunting yeah mm. yeah it is to to take that on the one thing that I would say um, goes overwhelmingly without saying with anybody about coming into this industry is common sense will get you pretty much anywhere. Mm. If it doesn't feel like the right thing to do, don't do it. It's probably not. If it feels like the right thing to do, then yeah, continue on. And I think, you know, if you're, if you want to get into this industry, you need to be open. You need to be prepared to do anything. Um, as far as embalming, funeral directing, assisting, trimming caskets, washing toilets, washing yep. cars, vacuuming cars, yep. uh, cleaning the mortuary. We all do it. We Nobody's, all do it. And, and even as an owner better. or a manager, you know, the, a lot of smaller firms, especially like ours, their staff are, you know, the managers and the owners and everyone does everything. Yep. And that's a super important part of, part of the job. Hey, hope you learned something today. If you're wanting to get into this industry, this podcast was for you. Uh, It's great to be back with you, Dino. It's great to have you back. We didn't get to the second topic, but we'll get to that another day. Uh, Awesome to see you, and thanks for coming back on. No worries, man. Hey, if there's anybody out there that is in mortuary school at the moment, and you've got any assignments that you want to do on you know, funeral customs, rites and rituals and things from different countries, different religions, different cultures. Hit us up. Happy to help you out anytime.
Sounds good. Hey, we'll see you guys all soon. Thanks for having us. Bye.